Okay, cool. All right, everybody. Um, welcome to my very first video game <laughs> podcast. Um, I think uh, later on down the road we'll have intro music and a name for this podcast. But, <laughs> but for now, um, we don't. So my name's Chris. My name's Roger. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty much a lifetime gamer. And today I have a guest, very special guest. Would you like to Me? introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Roger, I guess. <laughs> so, um, t- tell me, Roger, how long have you been a gamer for? Uh, let's see. My first console was the Nintendo 64. Okay, back okay. In the first grade. First so, grade, oh. Yeah, so like 19 years, I guess. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so... Um, so I guess throughout your 19 years of gaming, um, you know, certain games are better than the others in your opinion. Which games would you say are your top five? Uh, let's see. For my top three, I would say in no particular order, I would put Medicare Solid, Mm -hmm. Super Metroid, and Guilty Gear uh, for my top three. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you do you have your four and five, or are you? Uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> I would just go for the top three. All right. All right. We're just we're just gonna go with the top three then. All right. Um. So I I understand that for Metal Gear, there's at least four games out. Uh, yeah. Do you have a preference of which Metal Gear you like the most, or? Oh yeah, I have I have my own personal order. Oh, we uh, got a Metal Gear <laughs> order. Okay, let's go. So, let's hear it. For me personally, I would put Metal Gear Solid One, and awesome. then Metal Gear Solid Three, mm-hmm. and then Metal Gear Solid Two, mm-hmm. and then Metal Gear Solid Four. Okay, okay. But, but I think they're all equally good. But yeah, except for Metal Gear Solid Four, I didn't really like that as much. <laughs> As a as a Metal Gear Solid fan myself, uh, I it's not like I'm not like a huge fanatic, but I have played all four games, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, I would think number one I agree is the best, and then number three I agree is the second best, and then the third one I actually think I like number four a little more oh, than number two. I disagree. <laughs> all right, so um, what what makes you like? The games in that particular order. Uh, well, Medicare Solid One. Um, I'm a bit biased since it's the first Medicare Solid game that I played. It was so good. I mean, yeah, come it on. was. It was amazing. I played it like let's see, how old was? Uh, I played it back in the fifth when I was in fifth grade, I think, mm-hmm. fourth grade. And then at that time, it was very like cinematic compared yeah. to the other games around that time. So it was a very interesting experience. Also, it was like my first stealth game as well, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was very, I guess, revolutionary for me <laughs> at that time. I uh, I really, for the first one, I just really enjoyed how creative they were with interacting with the player, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there would be times, I remember there was like a moment where, uh, like, the you have to get Merle's codec. Code. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's at the back of the CD case. Uh huh, uh huh. And then, so that Snake was like, "Where can I find her codec? 
number. And then I remember, um, it's either like the colonel or someone else, but they were like, oh, you can just check the back of the CD case. Yeah, yeah, they said, um, I, I believe the words were, you can look at the back of the box. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're like, what box are you talking about? Yeah. And... <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and then, yeah, the, the whole theme is psychomatous also. How you have to plug the controller into the second port. Right, 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 right. Oh, that that, yeah, that was so creative. I remember I was, I was, uh, I was so confused on that one. I remember dying one too many times being like, I, I really don't know what they want me to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just stuck at that boss battle for a very long time also. I was like, I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. So, oh man. All right. So then, number one is number one, mm-hmm. and moving down the list, we have number three. Yep. Uh, what What do you like about uh, Snake Eater, particularly? Um, actually, I don't know. Um, I think I like the whole TQC system. It was very uh, fluid mm-hmm. and unique. Yeah, it was very well made. Yeah. Um, I think I like the whole camouflage, uh, the whole camouflage system as well. I thought that was really interesting. And then, and then they took out the Solocon, or what, what, what was it called? The Solocon radar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or whatever it was called. So yeah. that you have to rely more on your, um, I guess like awareness, your own personal awareness in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they still had, like, that radar, but it was, like, limited by batteries. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that um, strong as the Soliton radar. Yeah. So yeah. That, that made the gameplay experience more... Um, what's the word? Like, more carefulness? I don't know. Yeah, it, the Snake Eater really put... Um, really did a good job of mixing being stealthy and having that whole like you know i'm awesome kind of thing and then yeah putting a survival in it as well yeah they, with the whole camouflage system you you uh, mentioned and then they had like i was there a hunger system i i can't remember yeah there was there was a stamina and he, you had to eat like plants animals to survive god yeah i remember like killing a rat and, <laughs> and then eating it and i was like oh my gosh this this game is so difficult because uh, keeping things alive is just really hard for me, even just myself in real life. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Alright, um, I guess, uh, oh, I think one thing I really enjoyed about Snake Eater is, um, the whole, they kind of had, like, the whole, like, born identity thing going on where you had to kill, like, other really awesome assassins. Uh, do you remember that? They had, like, the Oh, old yeah. man sniper dude. Yeah, and the then, yeah, yeah. And then they had a, I believe, I think there were like two other dudes. I, the sniper guy really stood out because it was a really unique battle. But I just remember killing a whole bunch of really cool assassins, and I was like, I feel awesome. Yeah, I remember there's like the Pang who had the bees. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and oh then the goodness. fear with his like crossbow, <sighs> and then um, the sorrow. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, oh man! I, I can't believe I forgot all of those. Oh, uh, yeah. I still like the end. The end was really. I think it was the best boss battle out of the entire 
Metagare franchise. The the very, very last battle? Uh, uh, oh, no, the sniper guy. Oh, the and, sniper, yeah. Yeah. But you can sort of, like, cheese him. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, if you set your, um, like, your PS2 internal clock uh, two weeks forward, then oh. you'll instantly kill him. He'll die of old age. Right, right, right. Yeah, that... I've heard of that, but, um... <laughs> I don't know. But I've heard you could, um... Move the clock of the PS2. Yeah. Right. So that's <laughs> that. That is uh ridiculous. I I killed the old man uh, the normal way with bullets. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I remember my friend first explaining that you can just have him die of natural causes, which is time. And I'm like, oh, like that's so creative. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, who comes up with that? <laughs> Yeah, the Medicare franchise itself is like it's so quirky in many different ways. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I love about it. It's really quirky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought um, for for Snake Eater, the final boss battle with um, the boss. What it was the boss, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She. It was like one of the most beautiful fights I've, I've ever played in yeah. a video game. It was so awesome too. Especially with the Snake Eater theme song started playing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, for those who haven't played it, it's you against your old boss, and you're like in this beautiful like meadow full of like color, like colorful flowers, really yeah. bold colors, and like the wind blowing. One of those like epic kind of anime scenes, <laughs> but like in a video game, and it like they just and then the Snake Eater theme. If you haven't heard it, just like. Look it up on YouTube. It's amazing, and they played it during the final fight. I loved it, and I thought they needed more more of those kind of, I guess, genres, genre fights mm-hmm. in the game. Um, so next is uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. Yep. Uh, or, I don't know. We could discuss about Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 4 if you want to. No, no, no. We we'll go we'll go with your order, and then okay. I'll I'll just talk about why I hate two so much more than the other three, okay. and then we'll go to four. Um, two. I just remembered Raiden, but uh, I don't even remember what Metal Gear Solid Two was called. It was called the Sons of Liberty. That's right. That's right. Ah, oh, I'm such a terrible gamer. Um, so what do you think of Sons of Liberty? Um, uh, for two, I thought it, well. The first time that I played it was when it was when it came out, right? Yes. And then I remember I was really, really confused on what uh, on Raiden, on why he was there. I hate him, but yeah. Yeah, like I hated him at first, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then like thinking back, um, Metagare Solid Two was sort of like ahead of its time in a way, because because um, during that time, like you, you had to be there when the game first came out. Because mm-hmm. all the previews, all the footage, like all the news about Metagar Solid Two, mm-hmm. they didn't mention Raiden at all. Right? It was only it only showed Snake on a tanker, and that's what the fans expected the game to be about. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So when the game came out, like it it did like a troll on the fans, right? It's like, oh no, just kidding! You play Raiden instead. Right. Yeah. Yep. Because of that, like. A lot of the a lot of the fans like just hated the game because of that. But right. uh, but if you think about what the game was about, the game was talking about how information was powerful and how 
you know, how if you give the wrong information uh-huh. to, you know, like to your uh, descendant, uh-huh, like uh-huh. it could cause like a bad thing. That's what the that's what the whole idea with the patriots were about because they were controlling information. Huh. So in a way, so the game is really meta if you think about it. Huh. Like Kojima, like he didn't give any information about Raiden. Right. right. So that sort of like parallel with, with what the game is about. So in a sense, like the game is actually pretty genius. <laughs> what? Oh my like gosh. That. My mind is being blown right now. I did not know that. I just, I was one of those fans that hated writing. I was like, this is not Snake and this isn't the same. So I don't want to love this game anymore. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I remember like at that time, I was just like, really, I was like, what the heck is this game about? Right. And then, like, thinking back, I was like, oh, you know, this game is actually really interesting. Like, from a meta perspective. Huh. So, yeah. And, like, actually, like, Metagare Solid 2 is actually the the game that I've played the most out of the Metagare franchise. Oh, actually. interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I have to give, like, Metagare Solid 2 some points for, like, the meta perspective. That is, you know, that is... Um, now that you mention it that way, like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to go back and replay it. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I definitely, like, was too young or too immature to understand that, that level of meta. That, that's, wow, that's very impressive. Oh, okay, I can see Metal Gear Solid moving up my list a little bit. Okay, okay. I, I just remembered, uh, in Sons of Liberty, at, towards the end of the game, there was a whole, like, game over thing that was going on do you remember that oh yeah yeah the fish and mail <laughs> yeah 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 Yeah, we're riding with naked and he's in the <laughs> arsenal gear fighting yeah 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 i just remember like there was a there was like the game over screen and it looks like you're dead yeah but you... think... uh-huh oh uh yeah i think like that again just relates to the whole theme of Metagar solid 2 mm-hmm. about information like the game is giving the game is purposefully giving you the raw information. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember my brother was doing that part, um, the game over part, and he just put down the controller because he's like, I don't know how I died, and he just like <laughs> threw it down. My my cousin was there, and he was like, Oh no no, you're you're supposed to keep playing, <laughs> and so we're just like playing through the game over screen, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but this is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> All right, so now that you uh, convinced me that Sons of Liberty is pretty awesome, I guess we could move to um, Metal Gear Solid Four: Guns of yep. the Patriots. Okay. Uh, right. You can go first. All right. Um, let's see. It Metal Gear Solid Four. It was released my third year of college, which was uh, oh. two thousand eight. I was still at high school. Wow. <laughs> um, and so, since it's 2015, um, we will try not to spoil too much, but, I mean, it's seven years, so if you guys uh, really want to play the game for its story and stuff, I would say be careful. We might spoil a little bit, but we definitely will try not to spoil too much. Um, Metal Gear Solid 4 was... Honestly, it came out so much later than um the uh, the first three that i kind of like forgot the plot (laughs) 
by the time I played four, and then and then the ending like kind of went over my head. But when I like reread the story and like what the ending was supposed to mean, um, that's when I thought Metal Gear Solid Four was, um, what's it called? A lot better than I initially thought when I played it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I actually forgot what the story was about in Metal Gear Solid Four. I, I just remember it had, it had a really nice conclusion to the Metal Gear franchise. It was, uh, um, oh god, Metal Gear Solid 4 was about the the Metal Gears, and then, <laughs> shoot, oh no, I, it was about the Metal Gears, and like the Patriots like took control of them to to something something. <laughs> I, just remember, I just remember there was a lot of debates about Nano Machine. Yeah. And that's when I started to like space out. <laughs> uh, okay, well we're, gonna, we're just going to skip to the ending. Okay. Because I think the ending was really clever. Um, it's you and like a, a very Street Fighter esque um, fight with uh, oh my god I can't remember his name. Uh, Liquid Ocelot. Yes, yes. You and Liquid Ocelot are pretty much you are you are playing Street Fighter on top of a, a train, I believe. Against uh, it, was, it was on top of uh, the submarine. Uh, what would I do without you, Roger? Uh, <laughs> I would just say everything wrong. Um, and it was like, a, literally, it was like a Street Fighter match. Like, you're just, like, yeah. pounding at each other. And um, when you beat Liquid oh, when you beat Liquid Ocelot, I just remember it was awesome about the way they developed Ocelot throughout all four games. Like, it wasn't just Ocelot in the fourth game by himself doing his own thing. It was his character from Metal Gear Solid 1 all the way to 4 and how it developed. And then it... Uh, do you... I actually can't remember the twist right now. Uh, that it was actually just Revolver Ocelot all the time. Like, Liquid Snake never really possessed... Oh, wait. I'm not supposed to give spoilers, am I? Um, um, okay, right now, spoilers until 30 seconds from now. So just mute it for 30 seconds, guys. Ready, set, go. Oh, yeah, so... Yeah, so it was actually Revolver Ocelot the whole time. He was just, like, acting to be Liquid Snake, if I recall correctly. That's, oh. that's a twist that I remember. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Wow, okay. You know what? My my whole thing about us not doing spoilers just was a lie. We, uh. we're, just, we're just... I guess we're just totally doing spoilers, because this game was all about... Well, it's not all about the plot. It's definitely about the gameplay, but the plot is amazing. Yeah, there's like a lot of twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, you know what? You know what, uh, listeners? I did not even time 30 seconds, so I'm just going to say it now because I think it's past 30 seconds. Uh, we, we might just do spoilers, but we'll let you know at least when we do spoilers, hopefully, because I, I just got ahead of myself. First episode, wow. you know, I suck. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, okay. I I think the fourth game it it was still a solid title to the franchise. It wasn't like a disappointment at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, when you're comparing probably some of the greatest games like ever on in a series, it's really hard to you know put them in order and say you know one game is clearly way worse than the other ones. Yeah, like I think all four games are very very good, but. You know, like, to put it in order, it's, like, sometimes it's kind of hard to do because 
they're all very different in their own ways. Yeah, they are. Because like, 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 if you play like in, in chronological order, you can see the progression in the gameplay mechanics, and then you can like really appreciate like how evolved the next game is from the other one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It they it evolved like crazy actually. Yeah. It's like really <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Next game, um, we will go with Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I actually, well, for the Metroid, for me, it's actually a tie between Super Metroid and Metroid Prime. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think like they're both really equally good. Um, I have not to... played Metroid Prime. Just to let you know. Oh, it's okay. It's like. It's basically the 3D version of Super Metroid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. So my reasons for liking Super Metroid is I really like the exploration feel of the game mm-hmm. and how like you're all alone. And then okay. yes, you it's are. just you like exploring and then gradually becoming powerful through upgrades and just like destroying things, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very, I guess, um, immersive in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's hard to describe, but yeah, I just like the gameplay of it mostly. Mm-hmm. The so Metroid, it um, it falls into the genre of, I mean, self-explanatory. It's it's called the Metroidvania games because Castlevania yep. kind of copied uh, the Metroid style in their later titles. Um, and so in these Metroidvania games, it's you're in one giant air area? I don't know. You're in one giant world, I guess. Yeah. And you and you're technically able to go anywhere you want, whenever you want, but the problem is is that they they block off certain regions of it and the way you get into it is by having certain powers in order to unlock yeah. those areas. And so I've played quite a few Metroidvania games, and not all of them has the same sort of progression, progressional like pace and feel that Super Metroid has, which makes it like a phenomenal game. Yeah. Um, it. How do I describe it? There's certain very, games... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's very non-linear. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. It, there's certain games where it's like, oh, you know, I, I go through a level and like, oh, I can't open this door. Like, what do I do? Oh, I have to go here, get this power to go through a door. And then it just feels like you're just going through a whole bunch of levels instead of you being in one real world, you know? Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, Super Metroid did a phenomenal job of uh, not forcing you into one specific path, but giving you the choice of like, oh, you know, if I have... You know, super missiles. All of a sudden, I can do all these crazy things in all these different parts of the world, and like there, there's technically nothing stopping you. Yeah, it was very OG of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was definitely. I felt it's pretty revolutionary. Uh, yeah. The way it, uh, yeah, the way it, you know, plays out. Yeah, I remember like. Uh, I remember there was a time when I got really into Super Metroid. Like after I beat it, then I want, then I replayed it again oh. to try to get a faster time. Wow, just, that that's hardcore. Just so I can see like 
but you know, like the added pictures of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then eventually, like, I started learning learning all of these like sequence break breaking techniques. <laughs> then eventually, like, I riddled my time down to like one hour and ten minutes. No way. To the game. Are you serious? Yeah. <sighs> oh my it's goodness. Like, 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 I could beat the game, like, in one sitting. <laughs> I wonder what the fastest time is. I think the fastest time right now is like around thirty minutes. Seriously? But I'm not sure if that's like with tools assisted or not. Okay, we on um speed demos archive, and they do a awesome games done quick. Uh, they have the best time. Um, is forty four minutes and twenty six seconds, and that's. Oh. Not a hundred percenting the game. Oh, but yeah, with one hundred percenting the game, it'll be like one hour probably. Yeah, uh, it's one hour, seventeen minutes, and fifty-four seconds. Oh, so <laughs> your time's actually really impressive. Yeah, I, I don't do the one hundred percent. Still, though, like um, considering the fastest time in the world is what around forty-five minutes, and yours is like an. Like an hour and ten, which is seventy minutes. Like that's really not that f- like too far off, considering you're not trying to break a record or anything. Yeah, it's just for fun. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I mean, I didn't even know that. It took me like like twenty hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have you played um some of the other like two D Metroidvania games? For me specifically, I love when Castlevania copied Super Metroid? Um, for Castlevania, I've played um, Symphony of the Night. Of course. Or PlayStation 1. Classic. Everyone, if you yeah. haven't played it, play it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it, it's actually in my top 25. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Have you played the DS ones at all? Uh, like Dawn um, of Sorrow, Portrait of Ruin? I played a little bit of the Order of... Like, Ecclesia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never got into it. Oh, really? I thought the DS ones did a really good job of like modernizing the uh, Symphony of the Night kind of feel. Uh, it, they're super fun. I, I, I recommend them. Uh, oh, did you hear? Uh, uh, oh, did you hear about the new game? Um, it's like Castlevania, but it's not Castlevania. I have not. It's, what game are you uh, talking about? Uh, it's, uh, I forgot the name, but it's made by the same person who created Castlevania. He's doing, like, a Kickstarter for it. What? Um, Let me kind of look it up for you. Okay. Uh, As you look it up, um, yeah, I recommend anyone who hasn't played Symphony Symphony of the Night. The graphics are a little dated, um, so you'll have to get used to that. It is for PlayStation 1, um, but it's a great game. It it has the whole um, Metroidvania kind of feel, or obviously has a metroidvania feel it's a metroidvania game uh it has a it has a metroid feel it's not linear um but instead of being like the lonely like you're stuck with like the aliens and um and it has a very metroid has a very like solid solitude kind of feel like you're alone you don't there's no one around you you don't know what's going on uh castlevania goes for the for the dark feel like there's definitely (laughs) things around you and they definitely want to drink your blood, kind of <laughs> kind of thing going on, and so it's a de- definitely a very different feel. But they're both 
amazing games. Uh, Roger, have you found the Kickstarter yet? Yep, I I linked I, I linked it to you on Steam chat. Ah, I see. It's called about Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Hmm. And uh, this, do we know what system it's for? Uh, Steam, PS4, Xbox One. Oh, great. It um, I have Steam. I don't have any of the new consoles, so I'll probably be probably be getting this. This looks amazing. Yeah, it looks awesome. For those who uh, haven't looked at it yet, it it definitely has a Castlevania feel to it, but it has a more, I guess, anime kind of style. Um, yeah. I'm just looking at a couple pictures, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but it looks great. Like, this dude is, like, slashing a sword and a dragon is coming out. It's awesome. Um. Okay, and so Metroid Prime, I probably can't... Uh, I probably can't help you with how awesome the game is, but uh, what do you think of Metroid Prime? Uh, with Metroid Prime, um, like the feel and atmosphere of it is exactly like Super Metroid. Ah. But I think like the one thing impressive about Metroid Prime is how it successfully transitioned the Metroid franchise into 3D. You know, just like how Super Mario 64 and Zelda: Ocarina of Time successfully. Transition into 3D. Yes, 100% agreed. Yeah, that's Metroid Prime. Mm. So, yeah, I was, it's just Super Metroid in 3D version. That's about it. What? Um, How did you feel about Metroid uh, becoming more of like a FPS kind of game in Metroid Prime? Uh, like, personally, I feel like the FPS portion wasn't really that big of a deal. Because it had auto aim, oh. so you didn't really have to be like a you know like a FPS type of person to be able to uh, like go through Metroid Prime like successfully. Uh huh. Uh huh. So because of that, it was like it, it, was, I don't, um, it felt more like a first person adventure rather mm-hmm. than a first person shooter. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Um, I think from what I've seen of Metroid Prime, <laughs> which is... Metroid Prime came out in 2002, guys. So what I've seen, which was probably a while ago, but um, what I thought Metroid Prime did great was it... Um, because in Metroid, you know, you're you're kind of thrown into, like, this random planet or, like, this random ship or something, and you have no idea what's around you. You have, like, you don't know what the surrounding is. You don't know what you know, what's in the next room. But what the 3D brought for Metroid Prime was that it it let you not just look to your left and to your right, but it let you look in this 3D plane. And then you can you can scan things, right? Am I right? Yeah. You can scan like almost like every little thing about the Everything. ship. Like and they would and they like gave you like a description about it and like it really like immersed you into the game. You it's not like there's like you know, oh, there's a room, but like every little detail, it's like you should look at how amazing this is. Yeah, the scanning part was actually really awesome because story is not that a major part in the Metroid franchise. Yeah, yeah. So the scanning system made the story like optional for the player. Like if the player wants to know more about the world he's in mm-hmm. or like what's going on in the story or in the history of the game, yeah, then yep. you can just keep scanning things. And that's, like, up to the player. Mm-hmm. 
them to decide. Yeah. I, I am all about the story, guys. So I, I will <laughs> scan the crap out of everything when I play this game. Um, all right. Metroid okay. Prime. I should put that on my list of things to play. Actually, it is on my list. My friend made me borrow his game like a month ago to, to play it, and I haven't gotten around to it because I need to beat Bravely Default. But I will, I will get around to it. Um, okay, and so, oh, okay, the third, the third game on your top three, uh-huh. top these these top things go are much longer than I thought. So yeah, because they're the top three instead of top five. <laughs> yeah, top three is top three is good. Um, we have a uh, Guilty Gear, which mm-hmm. um, for for me, my exposure to Guilty Gear is from you actually. <laughs> so so I don't know too much about the game. Uh, okay. Alright, go go ahead, Roger. Okay, um so let's see. I started playing Guilty Gear, specifically Guilty Gear XX Reload mm-hmm. in two thousand eight, I believe. Okay. And this was like my first experience with fighting games. So at that time like I have no idea what you know, like what um um like what cross-ups are or mix-ups. Yep, yep, yep. Or like any of those fighting game lingos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Guilty Gear is, I wouldn't recommend it as your first fighting game I if you have no experience. Yep. But at that time, I think I was naive and stupid. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I just kept playing it. And I was getting like t- totally like trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I think it's like, I think, I sort of like played it on and off from like 2008 to like 2011-ish. Mm-hmm. So then I wasn't really that good. But then like after like 2011, then I started to get back into it and started to like really, you know, study the game. Yeah, yeah. And try to get better at fighting games in general. Mm-hmm. And then like at that time, I also played like other fighting games like Street Fighter. Um, also... SNK. Yep, yep. Uh, Kino Fighters, like. Mm-hmm. And then, but Guilty Gear, like, has a lot of depth to it compared to those games, in my opinion. Yep. There's, like, it's, it's, mechanics are really complicated. Like, you have the burst, you know, and then you have, like, um, what is it called? The guard gauge. Mm-hmm. And then, like, each individual character has their own unique system as well. So, like, for example, like, Bridget, he has his yo-yo mechanic. Mm-hmm. Then you have Venom with his pull balls. Yep, yep. And then you have um, Abba with her key system, right? So then it made it made each character very different in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, each character has their own kind of special style to it. Yeah. Um. So... Why don't you explain to the viewers uh, a little bit about uh, the idea of cross-ups and mix-ups and how it applies to Guilty Gear? Okay, uh, so cross-ups, if you don't know what a cross-up is, it's when you are doing like an attack, mm-hmm. and it's hard for the defender to determine whether the attack is coming from the left or coming from the right. Yes. So, so cross-ups are usually good at opening the opponent up so that you could, you know, after you get a hit in, then mm-hmm. you can start a combo. And a similarly mix up, it's like the same thing, except you don't, it, 
it makes it so that the defender doesn't know if they're attacking high or if they're attacking low. Mm, mm-hmm. Right. So then, like, if you have, so that you just throw in like mix ups, cross ups when they're on the offensive, and then you see these two techniques that can easily open your opponent up, ah. and it just it deals some damage in. Mm. Um, so, um, in my very limited experience with Street Fighter, um, I understand when you when you knock someone onto the ground that's usually the opportune time to cross someone up because when they're on the ground then as they're getting up you jump over them and there's like there's like a frame where you're attacking on the left and then the next frame you'd be attacking on the right or like next pixel i guess yeah and so like it's really hard for them to know whether you're attacking left or right and sometimes like the attacker doesn't even know like which side it's on <laughs> but um that's usually in street fighter the the perfect time for a cross-up. Do they have those sort of situations in Guilty Gear? Yeah, actually, Guilty Gear is really mix-up and cross-up heavy. Mm. Like, like every character has their own unique way to do a cross-up or mix-up with their own special mechanic. Um, um, yeah, so, like, I would say, like, compared to, like, Street Fighter, um, Kino Fighters, um, other fighting games, like, mm-hmm. Guilty Gear is definitely more focused on the knocking the enemy down and doing like a cross up or mix up. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like like other games like Blaze Blue, they're more. I feel like they're more focused on doing com- like very long combos, you know. Yeah. But in Guilty Gear, like it's very short combos, and I, at the end of the short combo, you do a knockdown or whatever, and mm. then do your mix up or cross up, and then you turn all over again. Yeah. I see. I see. So, um, what do you, which character do you like the most? I actually play Bridget the most. Ah, the yo-yo I, I person. A, I have a stupid reason. <laughs> Mostly because, so Bridget uses a yo-yo. Yes. But that yo-yo can turn into a teddy bear. And uh, that teddy bear is named Roger. <laughs> 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 so when I was playing my guilty gear for the first time, like, I was deciding, like, who should I play? Right. But since I have no experience in fighting games, like, I don't really know, like, what's my fighting game style. Right. So then I just look up the backstory of each character. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey, like, this guy, or girl, <laughs> he has, or she has, or it has, you know, a teddy bear named Roger. Hmm. Uh-huh. I guess I'll play this character. <laughs> the same name. And you stuck with, you stuck with Bridget since? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, uh, that's pretty impressive. It is. Yeah, I uh, I'm known for not being able to stick to one thing, and so I'll switch characters left and right to to try to find my perfect style. But you know, so I think I think to become the best, you really have to you know stick to your guns. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay. So I understand in Guilty Gear, uh, each character has their own sort of style and, um. And it's very, you know, cross-up based and stuff. So, what, um, I guess, what is Bridget's style, and what do you like about it, besides um, Roger Bear? <laughs> uh, mostly the Roger Bear. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, with 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 Bridget's yo-yo system, you can you can turn Bridget into, like, a very mobile character. Because mm-hmm. Bridget has this move where if his yo-yo is out on the field, mm-hmm. he can um, move towards the yo-yo. So that there's this sort of, like... like I'm going to go into, like, a really detailed 
like the Kadak feed. All right, let's do it. So it okay. So then in the game, there's this um, mechanic called faultless defense, mm-hmm. and uh, it's sort of like a mechanic where you you sort of gain like a shield, right? Yes. And then, but there's like you can also use this mechanic to sort of like cancel a lot of things. Like for example, like when you run or when you dash and you stop dashing, you're so, uh, the character was sort of scared for yeah. a while. Yes. But if you do the faultless defense cancel. Then you can cancel that animation of the skidding. So okay. then with the Bridget Yo-Yo, um, in the very first, like maybe like I don't know, like three three frames. Oh, okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is like really detailed. That's really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So then like Yo-Yo will, I mean, uh, Bridget will sli- slightly like go upwards a little bit before he moves towards the Yo-Yo. Okay. So then if you do the faultless defense cancel. Like during that period, then you'll make Bridget actually sort of like jump up without using a jump. So that in a okay. way you can make Bridget like jump three times. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it. Yeah. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the listeners are pretty bored by that. What? No, 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 no. I. I think. I think. I think it's this sort of depth that. Um, makes fighting games especially like interesting, and so yeah. I think just having describing these uh, these very like minute mechanics um, is what uh, all gamers should appreciate, especially in fighting games. Yeah, and so for um, for Bridget's jump thing, do you think that was uh, kind of intended by the game designers to have her be able to move in that sense? Uh, by, I don't think cancel? it was like. I don't think it was originally intended, mm-hmm. um, but when it was like discovered, that the I guess like the developers were like, "Oh, that's pretty neat. I guess we'll just keep it in there." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. If if you guys are ever going to be uh, a fighting game designer, uh, you know, by chance, um, creating that sort of like a physics system where you haven't thought of every single uh, every single minute like possibility but you just say you know let me give someone a cancel that uh can work anytime and then it goes with their momentum and then all of a sudden you get like this really sweet movement option it's those things that creates that makes a fighting game really fluid and gives all these characters different options and creativity that like yeah yeah, that like not even the creator or the developer themselves like can fathom and that's what makes a good a fighting game a good fighting game it's like similar to Super Smash Melee, right? With the wave dash. Yeah. If you, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is episode one, but man, I'm telling you guys right now, there's going to be an episode about Melee, and I am going to rant about how amazing that game is. But um, yes, it is very similar to Wave Dash, and uh, we <laughs> we will talk about that another time because I could go on hours about Melee. <laughs> um. All right. So those um. Those ladies and gentlemen were Roger's top three. Uh, I think that those were s- some solid titles that you mentioned. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yep, um, I'm convinced about Sons of Liberty. I will be. I, I kind of re- want to replay one, but I'll probably replay two uh, after that. Okay. Um, but yeah, do you have any final words for the fans? Uh, thank you for watching or listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Be sure to subscribe. 
yeah we don't we don't have uh any social media outlets yet but we'll probably get like a maybe a facebook group maybe youtube maybe twitter we'll let you know um i have no idea how you're gonna listen to this episode because i haven't thought <laughs> of it yet but it'll happen and so uh roger thank you so much for uh for being a guest and um i'm sure no no no, no. thank you <laughs> well, happy to be on <laughs> um i'm sure we will have you on uh soon so, uh, yep, guys, this is episode one of our video game podcast, and uh, I'll talk to you all later.